Okay, let's get started with Parshas Beshalach, Tav Shin Ayin Hey. Uh, scheduling note, by the Shem, next week, by the Shem, this year will be on Tuesday. On Tuesday night, I'm going to a quick trip. Those of our uh, listeners in uh, Baltimore, I'll be in Baltimore for Shabbos. And uh, a quick trip, trip in and out, but I'll be back by uh, by Monday. But Tuesday night, I have something Wednesday, so Tuesday night will be this year, next week, uh, for Parshas Yisra, Parshas Maimed Harsinai. But first, tonight, we have Kriyas Yamsuf. And the question is, and we're going to touch on this a number of times tonight, as we have in the past uh, number of years, what was so unique about Kriyas Yamsuf? There were tremendous miracles that took place beforehand. As we know, the past couple of parshios, you know, Machas Machoros was pretty amazing. You know, Dam Tzvardeya, any one of the of the Makos was uh, was unbelievable. And yet, only at Kriyas Yamsuf did they sing Shira. And the question is, why? Yesh Lavinin, Bakarasalashabas Oneg. We start off in the third Chelek, source number one. Yesh Lavin, Madua Mispalim Anu Akalkach, Vimaisa Kriyas Yamsuf, Vahareyodim Anu. After all, we know After all, you know, water changing to blood, that's something very unusual. That's changing. But water flowing up, down, across, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the water anyway. So we believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu caused the water to flow downstream. So he causes the water to, to, to flow to the sides and split in the middle. So what was so unique about it? You know, the other Makos, really, they, they seem to, to really change nature. Everybody dying at the exact same moment. Or uh, the wild animals acting in an unusual way. Right? So those are very unique and special. What was it about Kriyas Yamsuf that <coughs> makes it so unique that they said Shira? See, Koser Vasher Weiss, who gives a mashal. Here the mashal. Hezber Nifla. Pasal, line four. Pasal Uman Echad. Tarach v'yaga yamim rabim. There was a certain craftsman, an artisan, that worked very, very hard on a certain statue. Upizel dmus nifoshal sus abir, a perfect, lifelike statue of a horse. You look at it; it's 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 perfect. It's an exact replica. Hamido ishes asus bekikara ir. He put the statue right in the middle of the city. In the Kikar, the Ahmad bin he stood on the side to, he wants to see the reaction of people. He wants people to stop and say, wow, amazing, awesome, who did this? And he waits. Nobody stops, just go, walk straight by as if nothing's there. They walk right by the horse. He's like, I don't know what's going on here. You know how long, how many hours I worked to make this horse? It's so perfect, it's so lifelike, and nobody's stopping to gaze, nobody's saying a word. I don't understand this. Lo basof line 18, lo atzara pesel brucha, we pasal, nigash alechad ovrim v'shavim. He goes to one of the passerbyers, v'shal, and he asks them, Amar nali, please tell me, heim re'isa me'otcha yitzira kono'ed, did you ever see something so amazing, such an amazing statue, why aren't you reacting? Doesn't it look like a horse? So says the man, yes, but that's why we didn't stop. It's so lifelike, we think it is a horse. So we just think it's part of life. So it's something that we're so used to, it's so lifelike, it doesn't catch our attention. There are a lot of horses in town, so we think this is another horse. Susim ka'elam is tovavim kan rabim. Umishim kach, therefore, enyitziraschem ma'oreres kolish ta'us. There's nothing wondrous, because we think it's the real thing. You want my advice? You know what you should do? Cut your horse in half. And put half over here and half over there. And then see what, see what uh, people's reaction is going to be. The Hamid Osam Then we'll see what people's reaction are. You have a live horse. Split it half. Oh my goodness, it's not a live horse. That's the mushal. Kachu Gama Nimshal says of Rashi Weiss. Lua Yinu Zochim Lehispael Bechol Yom. If we would be able to be awestruck and 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 uh, recognize the amazing, it's so lifelike. But that's what Kodesh Baruch Hu does. Life is so lifelike because that's life. If something happens, if it's something splits in half, 
Then all of a sudden we're like, whoa, now we realize the amazing fact that even when it was together, it was amazing. And that's exactly what uh, is the mashal. Kugon zrichas hacham v'shkiyasa, hayam agado, hatzmachim, hageshem v'aruach, ha'ola v'chol says, that's when we realize that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu split the Yam, so Davka then, Davka v'bnei she'b'nei adam r'gilim l'niflaos ha'mitrach shim s'vivam tavir, we're so used to it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to split it in order for us to recognize the godless of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hand behind the scenes. Okay, that gets us started. Kriyas Yamsuf. Now let's get into some of the stories. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu led us around Moshe takes Yosef's bones. Again, we've spoken about many of these psukim in past years. Let's go to Perak Yodalit. Hashem says to Moshe, Stop there. This is going to lead the Egyptians and Paro out. They'll think you're lost. Paro gets up, he takes Sheshmiyaz Rechev, Bachur Vachal Rechev, Mitzrayim, Vechazek Hashem Aslev, Mitzparo, Palmelech, Mitzrayim, he hardens the heart, and Mitzrayim are on the chase. They're chasing after Am Yisrael. And what happens when Paro Hikri, Paro comes close? Vayisu Bnei Zolzeneihem, they lift up their eyes, Vihinei Mitzrayim, Osei Achrayim. And the Mitzrayim are traveling. They're stuck. Vayiru Ma'o, they are very scared. Vayitzaku, and they start davening. And they start complaining to Moshe. There's not enough graves in Egypt. You had to take us out? What are you doing? We told you. Leave us alone. Moshe says, Don't be nervous. What you saw in Mitzrayim, that's it. This is, a good, this is going to be the final straw. Hashem yilachem lachem v'atem t'achrishun. Don't be nervous. Al tira'u. Ask Rav Nebenzal, among other mafarshim. But let's think about the state that Am Yisrael was in at this time. The Medrash gives a mashal. Line 4 in source number 2. Rabbi Tzainu Baliyah Medrash himshilu as matzavah makasheh. What is it like? Leona, there's a dove. It's a beautiful bird. There's a predator. There's a predator that's that's swooping down on the dove. So the dove shoots out of the way. It's, it escapes with his life and it goes into a, a crevice in the rock. An akiksela. And there's a snake waiting there to devour it. So the owner's like, oh, there's a snake here. There's a predatory bird out there. I'm stuck. I'm dead. There's nothing for me to do. That's Am Yisrael's feelings at that time. There was the water. There was the there was the Egypt. Says, where do we go? We're stuck. They couldn't go back. They were standing there with their arrows cocked and they were ready to shoot. And they were shooting. The yam was in front of them. The waves. They had nowhere to go. So the question is, what kind of command is that? Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Okay, you could say it's you're about to see God, but what do you mean don't be nervous? Of course they're going to be nervous. Who wouldn't be nervous? What does Moshe have in mind? It's not humanly possible not to be nervous. Logic dictates. We need some protection. We don't want... Don't be nervous. Says Rabbi Nevenzal, there's one word. And really two words. There's one word plus another one. The first word is bitachon. It's a very high demand. But bitachon, having trust, not blind faith, but faith. Hashem promised. It's not only general bitachon, like we all have to have bitachon, which is the word, but says Rav Nevenzal, there's also an explicit promise 
that God said he's taking us out and leading us. Leading us to get the Torah. Hashem promised. If Hashem promises, you can't be nervous. That's what makes this situation different. You know why Moshe says, don't be nervous? Because in the very next Pasuk, Hashem yilachem lachem. Va'atem tachrishun. Hashem says he's got it covered. Hashem says it's okay. Ema Kaddish Baruch Hu maftiach. Harei sheyesh amal esmoch. V'chala sakanot inan p'tilot u'mavutalot. Many times there's a young child. Very young child. He doesn't know what's going to be. He can't understand a certain situation. But the parent says it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm here. A, a child feels lost. A parent's there. It's okay. A child has no idea how the parent's going to do it. He doesn't understand the situation. But you know what? But the parent says it's okay. I'll take care of it. Then it's done. It's finished. The child's not nervous anymore. The parent says they're going to take care of whatever the situation is. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's promise. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, it's fine. It's okay. I'm taking care of it. Al-Tiro. Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, don't fear. Turning the page, as we just explained, it's not only, it works, by, it, it works in a circle. There's a promise, and therefore, you can't be nervous. And because you can't be nervous, you are commanded not to be nervous. And we have to. And Am Yisrael at that time had to. And we, in every situation, must realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is in charge. Moshe mitzaveh shalol lefached. Ukeshem sheh b'yitziyah l'milchama kayim iser. There's a low sasei in the Torah. One of the 365 is when we go out to war, al yerach levavchem, al tirov, al tachbazu. It's a pasuk in Shoftim. Val tartu mebneihem. And that's a low sasei. Why? Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, you're my army. I'm with you. Kodesh Baruch Hu promises we have to have bitachon. We have to have the trust like our, in a parent and therefore we are commanded. A tough one. Right? There are many ta- there are many mitzvot that have to do with what's inside. Right? Next week we'll talk about losachmod. But here's another one. Lotartsu. Kasher yeshna haftachem ufureshes shel Hashem she'emi maliro az yeshgam achein sivoy shalolafachet. If Hashem promises that there's nothing to fear, there is therefore a command not to fear. Hashem promises it would be choser emunah not to have that state. Again, it's challenging, it's tough, but if we train ourselves that everything is Yad Hashem, so then Bemela becomes easy. Everything is up to HaKadosh Baruch And continues Rebbe Nevenzal, this idea continues not only a Yamsuf, but a couple of Sukkim later. What happens after Kriyas Yamsuf? Peshalach is jam-packed. We have the story of the Mun, the first time the Mun falls. Moshe says, you're not allowed to leave over. No leaving over the Mun. The only time that they're allowed to leave over is starting from the day Moshe Rabbeinu died. That's it. When Moshe Rabbeinu died, Zion Adar, we say we know that was the last day the month fell, but the month lasted for another month until they crossed the Yardane on the 10th of Nisan. So a month and three days later. So then the month lasted. They were allowed to leave over. But up until now, for the next 40 years, it turned out that they weren't allowed to leave over. Kasher Moshe Mitzaveh, Ishal Yosar Mimenu Ad Boker, Harezeh Rak Mishum, Shemoshe Navi Hashem Omarkach. Once there is a tzivui by Moshe, don't worry about it. Hashem's going to give you tomorrow. So then, Memela, there's an iser. He's able to command. Once Hashem says, I got you covered, you're taken care of, so then Moshe says, you're not allowed to leave over. You have to have that high level of bitachon. Which is also, we think about it, is unfathomable. We're with our children, we're in the middle of the desert, and we're going to starve if it doesn't rain down mun tomorrow. But Hashem says it's going to rain down mun. So we have the obligation to be and jump to that level. Ach without the command. Then, then we would, it would be an ain't somchen al situation. 
Right? We have to. We have to have do our ishtablus. But once Hashem commands, it's okay. I'm going to give you one tomorrow. Once Hashem commands, I'm going to fight for you. So then it's our job to accept it, to internalize it, and to channel our behavior following that, following that bitachon. So it's the man. It's don't be scared. It's nachshon beraminadav, as the Medrash tells us. He jumps in because it was, Hashem says it's going to be okay. Hashem says that this is what I should do. That's Reb Nevenzal. That's the bitachon that we have to raise ourselves up to in this parsha of Az Yashir. And again, it's every single day. Every single day we have a tzivu, as we know. We say Az Yashir every morning. The Arizal says we have to feel as if we're at the Yamsuf. We have to try to reach those levels of hakara that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of our lives. The next piece in Rav Nevenzal is connected, a little tangentially, but it's here, so we'll do it. A fascinating suggestion. There is a Gemara in Mesechaz Ba'amitziah and a Tosfus. Tosfus there asks, line 36, Ba'amitziah, Kuf Yudalit, Shela'oso ha'sover she'elio ha'navi ha'yakohen, we know there is a machlokas. What shavit El Yohanavi was from? Not 100% clear. Not clear in the text. What shavit El Giladi? Does that mean he was from Gilad, from Menashe? Right? Or does he, was he not? Right? Elio, who Elio, who Pinchas, the same Neshama. So maybe he was, uh, it was a co- different deus. So Tosfus asks, according to the opinion that El Yohanavi was a Kohen, how was he able to go and revive the boy that had died, that he had promised to the Isha Shunamis, and she had a child. How was he? He was able to be Tommy himself from Ace. Ketza, the Tosas is Kasha. Ketza, the Amutra, the Lishchava, the Namis, shall Isha had Sarfatit, not Shunamit, Elisha. Isha had Sarfatit, Kedela Achioso. How was he able to do that? We'll see what this has to do with us. Vitirtsu. Tosfus answers, Shekivan Shahayabarlo, Shayekhaye es Hayeled, because El Yoanavi knew that he was going to be able to perform Triyas Amesim, Lachain Hutalolatamilames. Because it was clear to him, so that's why he was able to be Matami himself race. He was dead. He wasn't just mostly dead. He was really fully dead. And El Yoanavi did Triyas Amesim. How was he able to touch him? Before he was Machayimim, he violated the Losasay. So, that's Tosfus. How was he able to do it? He knew that he would be able to be Mechayahim. Asks the Nitziv, what is Tosfus' Lashon? Because he was 100% sure that he would be able to bring him back to life, so he was able to be Matamiyim. Why did you need 100%? What about 20%? What about 10%? Pikuach Nefesh. What if there's a 10% chance that somebody will die if they don't go to the hospital? 90% they'll be okay. What the halacha? You get into the car. And you drop pikoach nefesh. Even Savik pikoach nefesh is docha Shabbos and docha Yisurim. Asks the Nitziv on Tosfos, why does Tosfos say that you need, because he was vaday sure that he was going to be able to revive this boy, Maybe even if he was Suffolk. Madu, Yeshla Tosfus Hechrich Lomar, line 41. She'el Yohaya Batuach Shayelad Yechye. Halogam Imhurak Mesupak Bakach. Even if he would only be, possibly, Pashutumi Bechinehil Chatit, for Halachic Lisha, if he was Suffolk, because Nefesh Doches Isser, shall he Tamus Kohen Lames. So why does Tosfus say Vadai? And what is the Nitziv answer? The Nitziv gives a Lundish Pshat, which we're not going to go into now. But says of Nevezal, I have a different shot. Connected to what I just said. That if there's a vada promise, so then you have to have the bitachon. I would say there's a, no, there's a different shot. Is this pikuach nefesh? The guy's already dead. This isn't pikuach nefesh being docha. The person's dead already. The fact that a chance of saving a life is doche, amur bimikre, shonurosim laasos maise iser bederachateva. If we want to do something bederachateva, natural, so what are the chances that I'm going to be able to save this person? In teva. 
אבל לשכב על המייס ולהאמין שפעולה זו תשיב את נפשו, תחיית המייסים? דבר, דבר שכזה אינו נכנס כלל לגדור מלאכתיים של סופי ויכוח נפש. Oh, it's a suffix. This is a totally different, this is using a miracle. This is using a nace. אין ספק של הכהן שאינו נביא השם כאליהו. If somebody is not like אליהו הנביא, he can't be סומך on a nace. Right? Only אליהו הנביא. ברור איפה. Why does Tosa say? Because this was אליהו. And he was ודאי sure. Otherwise, we're not סומך on a nace. You're not allowed to do that. As we said, if there wouldn't be a tzivui by the man, but Yisrael would have to leave over. Only because Hashem said it. So only because Eliyahu knew it. That's why he was able to do this. To have that bitachon, so to speak, that Hashem, he's going to come alive again, and therefore I can be metame himself to bring him back to life. But otherwise, without the tzivui by the man, without the tzivui by Kriyas Yamsuf, without the clear knowledge of Eliyahu Anavi, that he wouldn't have been able to do this, and that's why Tosfus has to say, he would vadai be able to bring him back to life. Okay. Moving right along. There's a lot to talk about regarding Az Yashir, regarding Shia Sayam. Let's get into some of the thoughts related. Says the Medrash, source number five, Az Yashir Moshe, that word Az, has so much written about it. Says the Medrash, Kol praktmatia shel Moshe lo haisa ela be'az. Moshe's business, his praktmatia. What was he involved in? He was always involved in uz. Okay, this Medrash does not quote the negative one. Ume uz basi al paro heira la'amazeh, which other Medrash should pick up on. But this one has a different connection. Where else does it say Oz by Moshe Rabbeinu? Later on in the Torah. Oz Yavdil Moshe Shalosh Arim. We know Moshe Rabbeinu set aside the three Are Miklat before he died. Sefer Dvarim, Parshas Vaischanon, and the Masse also. Moshe set aside. Oz Yavdil Moshe. Oz. Oz Yashir, Oz Yavdil. Moshe was always involved in Oz's, says the Medrash. So what's the connection between Oz Yashir, Moshe, and Az Yavdil Moshe. Says Rav Zevin in his classic style. Ma'asav shel adam tzrichim lios mechuvanim lo laharega shel ahove bilvad ela af laha'asid lavo la'achar zman. A person's actions need to be focused not just on the here and the now, the present, but Along with that, I have to be focused on the present, but along with that, always with the eye to the future. can never be in a vacuum. How is my action going to influence me? How is my action going to influence my children? How is my action going to bring me up the spiritual ladder where I want to be in a week from now, in two weeks from now? What am I investing today in order that I should get a, a benefit Reap the benefits of the investment tomorrow. So everything that we do has to be in the present with an eye towards the future. Kishem Torah hi olam. Udvarav chayim bekayamim lo'olad lo'omei olamim. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Torah is now and eternal. Kacha hochim b'darchi ha-Torah. Tzrichim l'chavein u'lahatim kol tsa'adeim im chayi ha-Natzach. We have to realize we are creating eternal life. And Moshe Rabbeinu knew that. Moshe Rabbeinu shenitzotos mimenu mishrashim b'chol Yisrael. Every Jew has the nitzotos of Moshe Rabbeinu in all the doros. Is pashtusa de Moshe b'chol dara, as the Zohar says. Do'ab tamid. Moshe Rabbeinu was always worried and concerned. What's going to be later? What's going to be after I'm not here? What's going to be? Moshe says, what's going to be with the children and the grandchildren? Moshe is always thinking about the future. What does the word Oz mean? Oz, then. That's the nature of the word. Oz is a future looking word. What comes after? Oz Yavdil, Oz Yashir. 
uz. That's why it's different than the other uz that we mentioned earlier. But what do these speci- what do these illustrate? Ari Miklat. Chazal make a big deal. They focus on the Az Yavdil Moshe. What do they focus on? We know the Ari Miklat that Moshe set up didn't have an effect. They didn't have their Miklat ability of protection until Yoshua bin Nun set up the three in Eretz Yisrael. So why did Moshe do it? Let Yoshua bin Nun do it. Shari'in Shaloshe Be'ivra Yardin Koltos. So Moshe's actions didn't have any effect at the time. You know why he did it? To show us he planned for the future. To show us you do something now for the future. We discussed a couple of weeks ago, I think, right, the story of Choni Ma'agel, not the first half of the story, the famous part, but the second half of the story, where he wonders, how could it be? How could it be that somebody reads the Shira Malos, How could it be that somebody sleeps for 70 years? Right, Cholmim, 70 years between Bayesh and Bayesheni. At the beginning of the following story, when he falls asleep for 70 years, what happens? He meets an old man who's planting a carob tree in Yonah the Yoma, Tubishvat, this week. Right, he's planting a carob tree. And he says, how long does that take to, to, um, to grow carobs? He says, 70 years. He says, you're going to live that long? He says, no. He says, so why are you planting it? He says, when I was born, I found a carob tree planted and I ate the carobs from it. So I'm planting this for my grandchildren. That's the attitude of an Uz. Uz Yavdil Moshe. Vizeh. And says Reb Zevin, that's exactly what happens here too. Uz Yashir Moshe. What does Rashi say? He's thinking about the future. He's thinking about what's going to be. Nimsa. That was Moshe's pragmatia. That was his business. That was what he was, he was involved in. He was a man of us. He was a man of future. Obviously present, but also the future. Just a note, says Rav Zevin, in the second paragraph, this also connects to the past as well. In the Mechilta, Yesh Az L'Sha'avar, the Yesh Az L'Asid Lavo. Az Hucha Likro B'Shem Hashem, Az Amra Chasan Damim. Those are past Az's. Az Tiri V'Nahart Az, Yibaka Kashacha Archa. Az Yimali Schopinu. That's Azla Asir Lavo. Yes, we have just been emphasizing the first Medrash that connects the Az Yavdal and Az Yashir, present to the future, but we also know our present has to be built on our past. It has to be built on everything we've learned in our lives up until now. A Jew lives in the past. And in the present and the future. And Moshe Rabbeinu taught us that with us. We mentioned in other context the thought of the Shevan Atov, where he quotes, we know that on Sukkis we have Dalan Minim. And the Medrash tells us that the Dalan Minim are Keneged, the different parts of our body. We have one, we have a Lulav, it's Keneged the spine. And the Hadassim are connected the eyes, the Arabos are connected the lips, and the Esrogos connected the heart. Ask the Shem and Atov, three out of four work properly. We have one heart and we have one Esrog. We have one spine and we have one Lulav. We have two Arabos and two lips. They look like lips. We have two eyes and three Hadassim. We, we, we don't have two, we don't have three eyes, we only have two eyes. So says the Shem and Atov, the three eyes of a Jew, are Avar, Hove, and Asid. It's past, present, and future. Because a Jew always has an eye towards the past, focusing on the future, but always planning, focusing on the present, but always planning for the future. And he even says, that's the three, the three statements of Akavya ben Mahalalel, Omer, Histakel b'shloshet varim, me'ayin basa, where did you come from? That's the past. Where are you going? That's the present. That's the future. 
And that is something that we have to realize, says Rav Zevin, that's alluded to in these words, the word of us, Uz Yashir Moshe, and Uz and Uz Yavdil. Okay. Moving right along, continuing though, with Kriyas Yamsuf. Uz Yashir Moshe, the Shiloh we asked earlier. We started off with one thought, but now we continue. Why only at Kriyas Yamsuf? What was different then? Why did they sing and what was the nature of the song that they sung? Says the Slana Marebi, the Nesiva Shalom. Says the Mechilta. Gedola he'emuna she'he'eminu Yisrael b'mishamar v'haya ha'olam. Great is the emuna that they had in Hashem. She'beschar she'eminu Yisrael b'ashem shara salem ruch ha'kodesh v'amru shira v'yaminu b'ashem v'moshe avdo oz yashir moshe. And the question is, V'tzarech biur, She'kfar b'itzi yas Mitzrayim isigu darchas emuna. They had emuna in Yisrael v'yamein ha'am. So what was it at Kriyas Yamsuf? The Yesh Lomar Ha'inyan, he says, based on what I explained, but Makom Acher. She'yesh Gimel Madregos Ba'emuna. There are three levels of emuna, and that leads to three types of songs that can be sung based on that emuna. Emunas Hamoach, intellectual, we might call it, the focus is the brain. Emunas halev. That's the hearts. Each one is building on the previous one. The emotional. I don't just think it. I feel it. V'yish madrega yoter gavoha ki emunas ha'evarim. It's the whole body. It's the kishkis. My whole mahus. What's each one? It's within my all my limbs. I feel it. And that's what David Melech says. We sing it in the Zmiros. Not just my heart, my flesh. Everything. El Kelchai, Mitoche Emuna Chadura Bechol Ha'evarim. So we realize the whole body, everything, and that was achieved at Kriyas Yamsuf. So what was it? What was it that they realized at Kriyas Yamsuf that brought them to the level of Shiras Ha'evarim? Let's turn the page. So he says, maybe it's based on an Omer Melech of Elimelech Lezhinsk. We mentioned this a number of years ago in a, in a kickoff thought. Separately from the Omer Melech, but now he's going to use it. Line 28. Svarim HaKseber HaKodesh Dover Elimelech Isa. Ala Pasik Uvenei Yisrael Halchu Bayabasha Besochayam. We might even ask a question before we even see the Omer Melech. You could add this to the original questions. What was unique? And also, what does it say right before Kriyas Yamsuf? Vayiru ha'ames Hashem v'yaminu b'Hashem Moshe Avdo. Vayiru. Yira. We usually associate the highest level of Avodah Hashem as Ava. Ava is the highest level. And Yira is to get to Ava. So we would have thought that it's Ava Hashem that led into Shira Sayam. And yet, right before, we have Vayiru ha'am so why Yira? What was the recognition that led to not only Shiras HaMoach, but Shiras HaLev, not only intellectual acknowledgement and even feeling, but an outpouring that is a spontaneous, I can't stop, I can't not sing at that moment. So what is it? Says the Noam Melech on the Pasuk, Uvnei Yisrael halchu b'yabasha b'sochayam. B'nei Yisrael went in the b'yabasha, in the dry land, in the sea. So what does that mean, in the dry land, in the sea? Were they in the dry land or in the sea? They were on the dry land. So what do you mean, in the sea? Shevekriyas yamsuf, higiyu Yisrael l'madrega, shegam b'yabasha, irgishu es hashkachu el yona, bebchinas shehayu b'sochayam. What does it mean, they went b'yabasha b'sochayam? They reached the level that even when they were afterwards on the Abasha, it was just like Besochayam. Because they realized Besochayam is Hashem is in charge of them, 
and on the Yabasha, Hashem is in charge of them. Halchu by Yabasha, they went on the Yabasha just like they were Besochayam. That's the normal Malach. The Kamosha Besochayam. Rosh Akol Nisim Reflos. Kachar Gishu Gambi Yabasha. Yesha Margaret Ashgacha Raksha Osanisim. Many times. We only see the Ashgacha and recognize it when we see the miracles. But by the Yabasha in a Margizos. When we're on terra firma. When we're on the ground, we don't feel it. Ava Bakrias Yamsuf. He giu bnei Yisrael madrega shahalchu by Abasha mam kamo b'sochayam. They realize it, like Hoster Ramban at the end of last week's parsha from the Nisamama for some, and we realize that's what they realized. Shiras ha'evarim comes when it's so clear to us that Akome is Hashem. It's so clear that Hashem's in charge. That's the level that we can't not scream out and cry. And that's not a level that we reach so easily. Right? The level that they reached. But that's what it is. Why is it Yira? Explains the Nesiva Shalom in the next column now. It was total love. That's, that's got to be Ava. It's got to be Simcha. So where's the Yira? Says the Nesiva Shalom, I've explained elsewhere, that sometimes there's regularly normal Yira, that we talk about Yira Shemaim, Yira Hashem, but then there's a Yira that flows from Ahava. If I love somebody so much that I'm so nervous, I don't want to mess up this relationship. I don't want to mess it up. Is that Yira? No, that's a, that's a, that's an outgrowth of the Ava. It's going so well, the relationship. I'm so nervous that something's going to go wrong. I'm so nervous I'm going to say the wrong thing. That's a Yira mitoch Ahava. That's what it was. They had such a recognition, such a love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that it led them to sing. Yira Machmas Ava, line 14. Shela Godel Ava, Misyare Maod, Lasos Maisa, Shemachmato Yechololi, he pogging Ba'ava. I don't want to stain it. I don't want to taint it. Shedargas Yirazu Novaz, Mitocha Flogas Ha'ava. That's Shiras Ho'evarim. That were just totally screaming out and crying out, and we can't stop telling the world about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything that he did for us. That's the level that they reached at, at the Yamsuf. Okay, moving right along. There's so much here just to deal with the discussion itself. Okay, two other, two other issues focusing on Kriyas Yamsuf this year. Two other issues. One I think we touched on in the past, but I'm not sure of this week's parsha. It's a Tosefta. It's a Tosefta in Sota. Tosefta in Sota is quoted in the Gemara. We know, how did Kriyas Yamsuf occur? There was something that had to be done on our part. If you look in the text, our text, what happened? Hashem says to Moshe, by Ravi, Niteas Yotchalayam, lift up your hand. And the water will go back. But Moshe had to lift up his hand. Moshe had to do Hishtablus. Moshe had to do something. Moshe lifts up his hand, and then it happens. According to the Madrash, it was even more than that. Nachshon ben Aminadav had to go in to show the Amuna, to show the Bitachon up to his nose, and then the Yamsuf split. Says the Tosefta, this is different than what happened later in history by the Kriya Sayardain. There, we did nothing. We did nothing. The Kohanim put their toes into the water. Boom. Split. That's what the Pesukim say. And say for Yehoshua. Source number eight. Where it's bold-faced. Right when the Kohanim, who were carrying the Aaron at that time, put their feet into the water. That's it. It split. And the question is, why was it so easy the second time? Okay, Moshe only had to lift up his hands the first time. But it was a symbolic act that he had to do something. And here the second time, what? Because it happened once, the first time is always the hardest. You know, once it happened once, then the second time it's 
The water's used to it, so... No. It's still not natural. So asks the Chazon Yechezkel, Yechezkel Abramsky, great, great Godzal from a hundred years ago, asked Yechezkel Abramsky, less than that, in his commentary on the Tosefta, why? Second to last line. Why? Next page. And What's the difference? What's the difference? Says the Chazon Yechezkel. Says Rabbi Yechezkel Abramsky. One difference. Kabbalah Satorah. By Kriyas Yamsuf, they did not have the Torah yet. They had not yet said Nasev Nishma. They had not yet had Ke'ishachad V'leivachad. They didn't have the Schus Torah. Things are much harder. Things are much harder. By Kriyas Yamsuf, Kodim Kabbalah Satorah, Terem Sha'amru Nasev Nishma, Lo Haisa Lohem, Zuchus Acheres. Asher Biglala, Yivkayel Lefreyam. In what Schus should the water split? Torah, they didn't have it yet. So you know what's chus? Mesiris nefesh. You know what's chus? Do something. But now, when they came into Eretz Yisrael, bivoam el ayardein, kfar haisa zechusam gedola, zechus shel maimed ar Sinai, kabbalas haTorah, kfar avar aleim od oso hayom, asher alav neemar hayom azen yisalam l'Hashem alokecha. They already had the Torah. Their forefathers, they. So that's why, right? When they went in, HaKadosh Baruch Hu protects the nation. The Schus Sibur that accepted the Torah, L'fichach miyad, Kenoa kapoz ragli akon, and nosi arom bris Hashem, automatically, that's what made it easier. We mentioned a number of years ago, the Arachayim HaKadosh says the same idea on a Gemara in Mesechus Chulin. Some of you might remember this. The Gemara in Chulin Dav Zayin. The third time in history that the water split. The first was Kriyas Yamsuf, the second time was the Yardain, and the third time was Rapinchas ben Yair. The story of Rapinchas ben Yair, source number 10. To Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair, top left. He was going to redeem captives. Pinyin Shvuyim. He comes to a river. The river Ginoi. Amarlei Ginoi. Chalokle Memecha. The ever excuse me, Mr. River. Please split? Please let me pass. Um, you know, I'm, I gotta get by. Amrle, the river says, amazingly, You're going to do God's will, and I'm doing God's will. You're going to do a mitzvah, and God told me to flow downstream and be part of nature, which is His will too. So you're doing God's will, I'm doing God's will. Ata, Maybe you'll succeed, maybe you won't succeed with your pidyon shvuyim. I'm going to succeed. I'm flowing downstream. This is my tachlis. Amarle says Repinchas ben Yair, the author of the Brisa, which is the basis for the Mesulus Yisharim, of Mesechas Avodah Zara fame. If you split, Mr. River, if you don't split, I will decree on you. You will never have water flowing again. Meaning, I'm going to dry you up. The river says, okay, fine. He split for him whatever river this was, the river Ginai. And we continue. There was a Jew following with him, traveling with him, that was carrying wheat for Pesach. Please split for him too. He's involved in a mitzvah. Come on, can you please split for him? Split for him. There was a non-Jewish merchant. The love of Azayah, that was also traveling with them. Please split for him. Shouldn't be a chil Hashem. Oh, you only split for Jews? Split for him. And Rabbi Yosef says, unbelievable. He's even greater than Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu only did it once. He did it three times. And then the Gemara has a mascot. Okay, you're right. Maybe it was just that he told the river, don't go back. Stay split. So maybe it was only once. But either way, he asked the Arachayim HaKadosh, why was it so easy for him? Repetit Chastaniyar, Moshe Rabbeinu had a daven and daven and lift up his hands and here. 
Same answer. This was after the Torah. He dedicated his life. So just like the Chazon Yechezkel explains it by the Pekiyas Hayardain, the Arachayim HaKadosh explains it by the Gemara and Mesefes Chul. Okay. One final point, an amazing Medrash that we have never touched on before. Another question, same question. Why Dafka now? So we had started off by Rav Asher Weiss's splitting the Splitting the horse, number one. Number two, Shiras Ha'ivarim, other Nesiva Shalom. And now we have number three. But also focused on the word us. Sazer of Saratskin. Let's add in one other question, though, as well here. That not, of the, not too many of the Mepharshim ask. Why is Aharon absent in the entire story of Kriyas Yamsuf? He's not there. Moshe's there at the beginning. It's all Moshe. It's all Moshe. Okay, fine. If it would all be just be Moshe, fine, that would be okay. But right afterwards, it's also Miriam. So you would think, Aaron, and what does Aaron get? He gets a Miriam Achos Aharon. As if to like, you know, stick him in there. But where's Aaron? Why isn't he involved at all? Why isn't he part of it? You know, Oz Yash, Moshe, Aaron could have sung also. It wasn't like you needed Moshe only to sing. Oz Yashir, Oz Yashiru, Moshe of Aaron. So where's Aaron? Says Rav Zalman Saratskin, the Azayim Latorah. Here we go. Source 11. Oz Yashir, Maro Yisrael Leimer Shira Ba'oz, Why Dafka Oz, Mitchila, says the Medrash. Says the Medrash. In this spot where B'nai Yisrael crossed, it used to be dry land. When Hashem created the world, there was no yam here. As, as the Chazal tell us, in the time of Enosh, Hashem covered the, a third of the earth with water. They didn't get the message, so a couple of generations later, he had brought the Mabel. But even in the time of Enosh, he covered. What did the Bazak say in the end of Bracious? Oz Huchal. Likro B'Shem Hashem. Because they did that, Hashem punished them. And now what happens? All of a sudden, the Yamsov splits for them. And because it becomes dry land again. You know what they say? Oz. We recognize. We know why it became Yam in the first place. And we accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu to follow your lead. Oz Yashir. Nikalsenu ba'az. Let us praise Hashem with us. Shahafach lanu yam liyabasha. Because he changed the yam to yabasha. Harbei revach ratzalo lamakom. V'lamapad Hashem is Yaakov mimavis. V'golam yerchazak mimenu. Why dafka? Through the yams of drying up. They said to themselves, it must be because Hashem wants to get us, let, get rid us from the Avodah Zarah, bring us up from the 49th level of Tumah. Just like we know why this became water in the first place with the Uz, so they said Uz as a recognition that they have to wean themselves away from all the Avodah Zarah. Line 46, 47. Aretz. Remember the Medrash, the, the, the Malachim say, What are you saving the Jews for? That's exactly the point. At that moment, Israel said, We got to do something. We got to say us as a recognition that we know why us from long ago. Hashem is do, undoing that. So we accept now wholeheartedly to get rid of it. To get rid of it. That's the us. And along these lines, source number 12, this is now the next piece, after the, after the, Sishira Sayam, Nifla Hadavar, Shebechol HaNeshok Yisyam Sovo Shtativ Aaron, Vloniskar Shmogam Bashira. He's just part of Am Yisrael. Suggest the Azayim LaTorah. Maybe the Satan knew what was going to happen. This whole 
Oz is all about Am Yisrael or accepting to get rid of Avodah Zarah. Levi was part of that. But Aaron, who is a symbol of the future Egel, maybe the Torah didn't want to emphasize his involvement here. Ef Shalomar, he says on the left side. Sheishtatfus Aaron bekriyas Yamsuf haisa mishameshes l'satan. It would be fodder for the Satan. Yes, all of Am Yisrael did the Egel. That's true. That's true. But Aaron was the symbol. Betol chemar l'kitrug odos ha'egel. Shasidim b'nei Yisrael lasos. And that's why maybe Aaron is not focused on except as Miriam's sister. Okay. So that's a lot about Kriyas Yamsuf. Let's get one more on the Parsha and then one on the Haftorah. So at the end of the... After Kriyas Yamsuf... We have the story of the of the uh, Mara. We discussed in past years the major letdown right after Az Yashir. They're complaining right away, and they complain and complain. But what happens? Hashem gives them water, and the pasuk says, "Vayomer If you listen and you do what's right, all the machlas, all the sicknesses, all the diseases that I put in Mitzrayim, I'm not going to place on you because I'm Hashem, your doctor. So don't worry about it. Ask the Velt, starting with Rashi. If we're not going to get the machlas of Mitzrayim, so what do we need Hashem to be a doctor for? A doctor means you have a sickness that you have to get healed. That's a refua. So what do you mean, Ani Hashem Rafecha? He says, Lo Asim Alecha. So what do you mean, Ani Hashem Rafecha? Famous question. Rashi gives two answers. Rashi, let's review them. Rashi says, Lo Asim Alecha. Ve'im Asim. Harehu Kalohu Sama. Ki Ani Hashem Rafecha. Add in a few words to the Pasuk. I'm not going to put it upon you. And if I do, I'll heal you. Don't worry about it. So you have to add in the, and if I do. Okay, one shot. Medra show. What's the pshat? The greatest doctor practices preventative medicine. Tells the patients what to do not to get sick. I won't place it on you because I am your doctor who will tell you how not to get sick. That's the pashtus. Mitzvos. It's a beautiful Russian. Izun mitzvos. Right, the balance. Of doing all the mitzvos. Okay, Rashi. But there's another pshat. Says the Nachlas Tzvi. It's a Mishulam Gross. Quoted from him. After the 1940s, 1950s. Says the Nachlas Tzvi. Another pshat. By first asking a question. Maybe we can have this kavana for the rest of our lives three times a day. Rafa'enu Hashem b'nei Rafa. What's the double lashon? Rafa'enu Hashem, heal us. V'nei Rafa, and we will be healed. No, Rafa'enu Hashem, what's the double lashon? She quotes from the Svar Makdoshim, Lama Kavla Lashon, line four, V'omer, Ki Achiliku, there's a distinction, Im Hamalach Rofeila Adam, Bishlichu Soshal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, O Kaviyach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'atzmo. There's a difference if Hashem sends the Malach Rafael to heal a person or Hashem Kaviyachal directly heals a person. There's a difference between the quality of the Rafuah. Ki im ha-Malachu if the Malach heals, Malach Rafael, az ein ha-Rafuah, miskayem It could last, but it could very well be that it's not going to be an eternal. Ki ha-Malach birt sono la-asoslichuso gam la it's not up to the Malach. The Malach does what he is commanded, but it could be that it could be a recurrence, Rahman al-Islam. If Hashem heals it, everything Hashem does is eternal. That's what we say in Shemona Esrei. Rafa'enu Hashem v'nei Rafa. Hashem, you heal us. Because if you heal us, in Rafe were healed. It's permanent. Ki az nirpa olamitz. 
Part one. Part two, now let's relate this. Says the Zohar Kadosh, the Esser Amakos Hoyinagifa Bimitzrayim were fully Israel. Vakadosh Baruch Huatzo Hevielem Esser Makos. Hashem himself brought the Esser Makos. We know this from the from the Haggadah. For the tenth Makah. Anivalo Malach, Anivalo Sarah, Vakadosh Baruch himself did Makos Bacharos, but it's really all the ten Makos. Ukemochen harafua shistafali yisrael and amakos haisagamke miyakadosh baruch hu So when the Jews were saved from the makos, hakadosh baruch hu himself saved them from the makos. That was the prevention. That was the refua. Says the Nachlas Yaakov. Let's read the pasuk again. Nachlas Svi says. Let's read the pasuk again. Kala machla asher samti b'mitzrayim. All the machla is that I. Hashem says it was me. That I put in Mitzrayim, I will not put on you. Why? Why will it never be on the Jews? Because Ani Hashem Rofecha. Because I did it. And if I did it, it's permanent. And therefore, it's never going to be placed on you. So Ki Ani Hashem Rofecha is explaining. It's explaining why they will never be placed on Am Yisrael. Ratzalomar, second to last line. How makoshe evesi al mitzrayim ani baatzmi lo asim alecha. V'yamar atam why yanki ani Hashem baatzmi rofecha urefua si he refua ulamit. And that's what we daven for. We daven for the refua of Hakadosh Baruch Hu refeinu Hashem b'nei refei. Okay, let's end off with one thought on the haftorah, the famous haftorah of Shiras Devora. Shiras Devora. First, we have the story of Devora and Barak, and Dora Eishas Nevisha Nevia Eishas Lapidos, and they defeat Sisra and all the armies. And then we have the story of Shiras Dvor. We have the song of Shiras Dvor. Before for Osbi Israel, the Sadevam, the whole story. I like to focus on one pasuk. There's so much we can spend the whole Shira on Shiras Dvor, but one pasuk. One Pasik. What's the one Pasik? Paragdalid Pasik Yud Aleph. Pasik Yud Aleph. This is in part of the story. This is even before the Shira. Beginning of the story, we have Dvor and Barak are gathering the Jews together to Nachal Kishon to fight Sisra, who is the Tsar of Yavin and his armies. And the Torah, the, the, the Torah, the Navi sticks in a Pasik. Doesn't seem like we need to know this Pasik. V'chever ha-keni nifrad mikayin. Chever the keni, separated from the other families of Kayin, mibnei chovav chosein Moshe, the families of Yisro's descendants all lived in one area. Chever the keni, separated. V'yeta haload elon b'tzananim asher es Kedesh. And they went and pitched their tent and they moved to live near Kedesh. Chever ha-keni moved that's just said here in the middle of in the middle of the story of the Jews getting ready to fight. Later on in the story, we realize Yael, Ashes Cheverakeni, Yael was the one that brought the salvation. Yael stuck the peg into Sisra's head. Says the Mishpatzo. Says the Malbim. I'm sorry. Says the Malbim. It's quoted. The summary is in the Mishpatzo Zavir, Sefer Anavi, but it's the Malbim. He just quotes it verbatim. Says the Malbim on this pasuk. What do we have to know this detail for? Hashem always plants the seeds of the geula, of the salvation, way before we even know what's going on. And it seems like a detail, a blip on the map of history. But really it's something crucial that's laying the seeds for the salvation. What was Yael doing there near where the battle took place? What was her tent doing there? All the descendants of Yisrael live somewhere else. Because years before, they had moved there. Why did they move there? Stam. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was orchestrating that Yah was going to be in the right place at the right time. The same idea that the Malbim says here is said by the Gra. The Gra writes this in his commentary on Megillus Esther. The Medrash tells us, if you look in source number 14, what is the beginning of the Megillah? It says, second Pasuk, Kishevet HaMelech HaChashvei Rosh, when the king Ashvera sat on the throne that was in Shushan, says the Medrash, unbelievable. When the Bukhan, when when Ahasuerus became king, he commissioned. He, he wasn't living in Shushan. He commissioned artisans to build him an unbelievably large and gorgeous throne. 
Huge golden throne like Shlomo HaMelech. That's what he did. Kisei Malchuso, and they made it nobody else. Three years. Took it three years. And the artisans lived in Shushan. And then they were ready. They finished. Great. The problem was, it was too heavy to move. They built it, but you couldn't move it anywhere. Shiro said, okay, fine. I'll move the government to Shushan. I'll make that the capital of the 127 provinces. You could have lived anywhere. But Shushan, that's where the, the Kisei was made. That's where the throne was made. That's where he moved. It just so happens to be the town of Mordechai and Esther, says the Gra. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Maktim. It became the Bira because he needed his throne there. It's all orchestrated. That's this one little detail of a Pasuk. Very non-exciting Pasuk. It's very exciting, says the Malbin. Because this is another example of HaKadosh Baruch Hu laying the seeds of salvation way before we know it to be true. And that's what we believe now. There's so much salvation going on now. We don't see it, Rahman al-Islam. We're still in the Gaulus. But we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is laying the seeds for the Yeshua, for the Mashiach, Be'ez Hashem, Be'hei Rav Yamein. Okay, we'll stop here again uh, next Tuesday. The Parsha will be next Tuesday night. Um, Hashem and those of our listeners in, uh, in Baltimore, Hashem, hope to see you over Shabbos.